Welcome to Mr. Reticle Presents the C Word, a deep dive into the IBLP and WWYD. I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And in this side quest, we'll be discussing why the Institute of Basic Life Principles is a cult. What does a charismatic leader, deception, homeschooling, and purity culture have in common? Brainwashing, abuse, and scandal. Oh my. Bring your snorkel, swim trunks, and sexy rash guard and jump in with us every other Wednesday. And then bam, music. I don't, I don't know what we should. Um, uh, hi. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is uh, because we are long-winded and um, have bad time management. Here's the beginning of part two. But in scene. Perfect. <laughs> Whew, okay. Floating around the IBLP website, there's obviously a ton of, like, if you look up children and their life questions, things, 80 kajillion things come up. So I just pulled a couple. Um, one was tips for parents and avoiding your kids rebelling, which are as follows. Walk in humility. These are not bad. I actually agree with these. Um, one is walk in humility because basically be attentive. Ask if you've done wrong that you should apologize for. And if you fail somewhere, be quick to admit it and ask for forgiveness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your kid is a human. That. Deserves respect parents are not perfect stop pretending you are they will respect you more for it and you can connect with them a little bit more because they'll be like you make mistakes too like yeah yeah totally um the next one is conquer your anger this is about it was directed at fathers because remember women can't be angry or have feelings um but this part does emphasize fathers uh but does say parents in other places it also states that it challenges fathers to be proactive by raising children so that they become full healthy adults and obviously controlling your anger perfect Agreed. Mm -hmm. For women too. Fulfill your promises. Yeah. You promise to do something, do it. Don't be a deadbeat parent that's like, we'll go camping and then you just never go. Yeah. All good advice. Um, Although like the question, like the name of the article is how I can get my children to submit to authority, which I just don't like the language. So Mm -hmm. yeah, but all good advice. Agree on all of those. How fathers can protect sons and daughters from temptation. This is directed towards fathers because remember, they are the spiritual leader of the family. And if they fail morally, then they give Satan access to those under their umbrella. So Mm -hmm. the first thing was you cannot fail morally because then everyone under you is going to be attacked. Right. Someone wrote fiery darts of Satan somewhere and that's all I see. (laughs) Um. Consecrate each child to God, which is just reaffirm God's ownership of them. And I feel like God wouldn't use that word. That's all. Ownership. I mean, that's like church dedications when they have babies and they bring them in and they, you know, anoint them with oil. So it's it's not really like, at least in Christian circles that are healthy, it's not considered like ownership. It's just like we are dedic we so are under, dedicating under ourselves as parents to or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I agree. I just didn't like the word because I was like, I feel like God also wouldn't like that word. Laborate. Um, <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Teach your children to fear the Lord. Yep. Lead your children towards salvation. Okay. Challenge each child to dedicate his life to the Lord. I wonder, I don't know. I wondered what their advice would be if the child refused. Do you right. kick them out? Do that? you, like, what do you do? I'm just curious. Um mm-hmm. Although you've indoctrinated them to such a far degree that I'm sure they won't refuse because they'd be terrified to refuse because then Satan can eat them alive. Right. Which I think in a lot of these cases, that is a a real ingrained, the fear is just so deep, uh, as silly as it sounds, that is terrifying to these kids on some level. Yep. Yeah. Uh, But there has to be some that are like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Like there has to be. Um, I'm sure. Train your child to recognize and resist Satan, again, with the training and not teaching. Okay. Uh, teach your child the importance of staying under authority. Rebellion is dangerous. I agree that rebellion can be dangerous. But in my opinion, that means that parents need to examine themselves and their way of parenting because usually rebellion happens because of the parents, not just because of nothing. 
Mm -hmm. So, like, if your kid's rebelling, maybe you should go to therapy. Or if your kid's rebelling, maybe you're not offering them enough freedom for them to work within. Yep. That too. All right. Again, go to therapy. Always. Just Um, teach your child how to cry out to God for help. Hold your child accountable for becoming mighty in spirit. Teach your child the meaning of standing alone and that when he resists evil, he is never actually alone. Um, recognize that standing alone is a process of family interaction and growth, not a formula of behavior to be superimposed only on your children. So basically it's a follow the crowd or obey God's word. Like you might be alone in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Pray a daily hedge around each child, which is just basically pray for protection because Satan apparently complained about God's hedge that was protecting Job and his family. Oh, I'll just grow a hedge around my house. Just me, like what's Same that proof. what's that Disney movie about like over the hedge is that what it is that's I don't it know if it's me. Disney but yeah it's like got Hugh Jackman in it Pixar? I think, and he's no, no, like no. a squirrel or something yeah. yes <laughs> I never saw it, it but I know what you're I know what you're talking about it also made me think of it's that. so good it's really good you should watch it on what where is it I not on Disney <laughs> probably Disney Park. it's not no, Disney maybe not. <laughs> Are you sure? Like, is it Pixar? I, no, I think it's Pixar is Disney. I think it's like DreamWorks or it's like one of those. The Shrek people. The Shrek. Um, keeping the hearts of your children is another thing. Whatever. They discuss controlling anger problems again. They also explain that discipline is a correction for the future good of the child, not a punishment for a past transgression. Yeah. Do not discourage, have too high expectations or make unrealistic demands of your children. Yes. Share your struggle. Okay, but like, yeah. are they reading that one? <laughs> no, probably not. Um, share your struggle with your children. Admit wrongs, share failures, ask for their prayers. Yeah, same, all the stuff we already said. Resolve conflicts using the courageous conversation techniques. I don't know what that is and can't find it anywhere. Um, restore any broken relationships with your children. Make sure you listen to your children. And this one is written by a guest author, not by the IBLP themselves, but obviously if they post it, they're going to agree with most of what it says. Um, Children are only released from their parents' authority slash umbrella in marriage or if they leave for training, work, or ministry. So I know that the oldest, one of the oldest, the oldest girl, Voldemort, (laughs) is (laughs) 30-something. She still lives at home and is in charge of all her younger siblings because she's not married. Well, here's the thing too. It's like, okay, I'll find a dandy. But like when they say training and IBLP, they do not mean college. No, they don't mean like stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to go to college and ATI. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can go to the programs and learn things and try to. Or if you go into seminary school or something, but yeah. Right. Yeah. But they're not, it's, you know, I thought that was something I thought of the other day that was weird is Bill Gothard according to him has his doctorate right yeah that we know of yep honorary. doctorate honorary so bachelor's degree master's degree at best we don't really know we'll get we'll say he has a master's degree no, we at talked best about and... all that. he does have his master's degree okay so yeah. he definitely has his master's degree yeah. that's a lot of education but you in your homeschool curriculum don't want people to go to college it's why it's also, I, um, I don't know. I had a thought. It's gone. I'm just. Maybe I'll come back. I don't know. We keep saying that. My I thought, thought never was... comes back, Amanda. It's just gone forever. I just have to accept that it's gone. Ugh. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, right. Yes, I agree with everything you said. Meeting your teenager's basic needs, much like the, your wife's basic needs and your husband's basic needs. They need acceptance, praise, and approval. You need to accept your child's unchangeable features, which is gender, birth order, and mental capacity. And I wrote, yes, accept your child's gender, whatever they say it is. God damn it. <laughs> um, they also mentioned defects and accepting them, which feels ableist to me. I, I don't, I think it's just because I don't like that word. Um mm-hmm. Because defects, I just don't like it, um, are to build character so you can minister to others, which, like, I don't like. 
I don't like it. It's very ableist in my mind. Yeah. I mean, so an example of if your kid is in a wheelchair because their legs don't work or whatever, they're not in my mind, they're not defective. They can get around fine. I mean, that's all they've ever known. Your kid is blind. They they will never know what sight looks like. They're perfectly capable, complete human beings the way they are. Yep. I mean, granted they could later, maybe that could be because of that, they have a more different platform for speaking about whatever issue they're facing. Right. Great. But I don't think I wouldn't call them defects. No, no. That's also me coming from a PT background where people are way more capable. Yep. And even as somebody that sees people that are working to their full function, I'm surprised every day about what they can do. So people that aren't familiar with them, I think they, they put them in a box. Like, don't yeah. Do I have seen this awesome, I, I'm going to assume it's a girl. I don't know. Um, she has no legs like at all. And she skateboard mm-hmm. skateboards. I see her down. I've seen her down at the beach. Oh yeah. I've seen her. She's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. cool. She's great. You can do anything no matter what right. your what you feel your limitations are. They're not right. Like she, is she limited? I'd say no. I no. mean, she seems to, she gets around better than some people. Yeah. I, I also knew somebody that didn't have legs and, um, in school. And I mean, he drove, he got, he got around a lot on a yeah. skateboard too, because it was easier. Um, he would go up and down stairs with his hands, like awesome. he was super good upper body strength. Um, I will say he would often lay down in front of cars, like in front of the tires when we had people visiting the Liberty for like a weekend or whatever. And, you know, they didn't know he didn't have legs. He'd be like, oh my gosh, he hit me. And like, he would have friends in on it too. And they would come running over and then he'd be like, Mike. And then he would pull himself out and like hop on a skateboard and like run away. I'm like, Mike, you can't. That's you can't horrible. And he's like, it's so funny. They just assume. Those and I'm like, these are the same people. Forever. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah. He also made a joke a once about how. Yeah. He made a joke once about how girls, uh, he had a hard time getting a girlfriend, not for the reason you might think he's like, you know, they just view me as less of a man. He's like, I might physically be less of a man, but I assure you I am complete in and of myself. I'm like, yeah, you're pretty, I don't doubt it. There's a great comedian. I think it's Daniel. He's Irish, Scottish. I don't remember. I'd have to find his name, but he has, his sister has, I want to say it was cerebral palsy and he makes this joke because he was like they were in a horrible car crash and of course his mother came out of the car crash with his sister you know in her arms or whatever and the person mm-hmm. was like oh my god and it was like oh no she's always been like this <laughs> <laughs> and it's just he does it in such a great way and it's just such a good oh, it's it. just such a great I just the sense of humor is like necessary for sure but oh yeah I don't think people with issues like that are limited. I think they're, they may, it's a challenge. Things are more of a challenge than they should be for sure. But anything you put your mind to, you can do. So, and that's, I mean, that's why they have adaptive equipment now, that adaptive equipment, whether it's a wheelchair, crutches, you know, hand controls, driving. Yeah. It's to equal the playing field. That's all they need. It's fine. There's a a very good tap dancer that I see on TikTok and stuff. He has a peg leg. And he's a tap dancer. Oh. Is he good? He's fantastic. <laughs> so oh, I love that. It's amazing. Um. Anyway, we're gonna move on. I didn't mean to go on such a side <laughs> tangent, but speaking words of praise states that a young person who is not praised. Oh, they state that um, a young person who is not praised at home will be drawn to others who do praise him. It's not about achievement, but on the character that reached the achievement. Praise is not based on unchangeables because they are out of the child's control. Like, you can't be like, you're, I'll praise you for your eyes. Like, okay. They can't control mm-hmm. their eyes. You can also right. like compliment your kids. I don't, whatever. Um, expressing approval for your child's words, actions, and attitudes. It also says when you say no to something, explain that you want your child to make wise decisions. That was their words. I was like, is that all you explain? Or do you explain more? Than Why that? you said no? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. They need instruction and protection. Teach your child to reject foolishness and seek wisdom. Children without instruction are called simple, according to the Bible, supposedly. Um, and 
when they don't have instruction, they are vulnerable to harmful influences like the IBLP. That's what I wrote, but okay. <laughs> protection is in regards to physical protection as well as guarding your children from damaging influence by their peers. Peer pressure stuff. Mm-hmm. They need to have a clear conscience. They need to not be distressed or troubled by guilt. Be alert to your teen feeling alienated due to hidden failures that they are ashamed or feel fearful to tell their parents about. So a wall ends up going up between you and he'll tell his friends instead, which creates a bond that surpasses their bond with you. As long as as secrecy is maintained, the parent-child relationship will suffer. So keep informed of their friendship so that you can learn about their secret failures. And I wrote snitches end up in stitches. So... (laughs) Don't be friends with your kids' friends to spy on them. That's, like, not the right energy. No. I also think it's natural as you get older to, I mean, adults have have their own relationships, friendships, you know, family. Like, that's just normal. Like, of course, you're going to tell your friend something that you wouldn't normally tell your mom. That doesn't mean it's a secret. That just means, like, that relationship is different. Yeah. It's okay. Yep. I agree. I agree. And snitches end up in ditches share your own struggles which can open up a conversation appeal to your child's conscience rather than his mind will or emotions be precise about your questions when they so like they do emphasize like ask permission to be like hey can i ask you a really personal question Mm. and if i do ask you do you promise to be honest or whatever um which is all great those are great you're literally (laughs) they're literally saying ask for consent before you ask this very personal thing which is fantastic yes Mm-hmm. and teach your child to ask for forgiveness all those are great the other bit mm-hmm. isn't fantastic but the rest of it's fine <laughs> um, they need moral purity uh, personal purity and self-control they need to recognize and avoid evil influences so be attentive to their moral needs if they have guilt or frustration seek god and have them confess and ask forgiveness with sensitivity and in private conversation like don't do this in front of their friends basically and you have to do the same be attentive to your own moral needs and whatever um Mm-hmm. And then they ask, can the bondage of immortality be broken? The answer is yes. There you go. Immorality. You immorality. immorality. <laughs> I read it's it like, immortality. We're all going to die. Oh, uh, shocking. <laughs> we are. Uh, the need. Well, that's to- oh, interesting, though, because they're like, so be attentive to their moral needs. Uh, ask for forgiveness with sensitivity in a private conversation. I would say that doesn't really happen in IBLP. Everything's aired out because shame. Yeah. So I don't know if they're really following that one, but anyway. Well, okay. So the Voldemort family followed it when they're, when Josh did what he did originally. Kind of. Right, because that outcome affected their whole reputation right. though. Right. That wasn't for his own good. That was, was for, for the theirs. families. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, they need to understand pain and forgiveness. You need to listen to their heart and words. Yes. Do not belittle them. Just offer comfort and counsel. Yes. Teach them to respond to rejection wisely because it can be a basis for building character. Teach them to evaluate their own motives, thoughts, and actions. Men, are you listening? Checking. Mm-hmm. Stop murdering people when they say no to your sorry ass. Okay. Advances. Yeah. Lead your child to forgive others so that the guilt slash blame does not turn into anger, wrath, or bitterness. Love that word. These destructive emotions can affect your child's physical health with hormonal imbalances, headaches, high blood pressure. Yeah, stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, They need to be a giver. Children are takers in early life, obviously, because they're helpless. (laughs) And part of maturing is becoming a giver. That happens when they're five. And you're like, no, you have to share your toy with the kid at the park or whatever. Um, children are literally physiologically narcissists yes. until the age of six everything revolves around them like yep. their brain can't comprehend anything else yep. they can mimic like i'm sorry i hurt your feelings when i took your toy but it's i mean at the age of four it's mimicry yeah. i'm sorry they don't understand the impact yet right um i completely agree they need purpose in life don't we all um, just another tidbit that I found was that if your parents divorce, the parent who is legally responsible for you becomes your authority, like out of the umbrella. And the other mm-hmm. parent is like a chain of counsel for you. And if the legally responsible parent remarries, that authority is partly given to the step parent. And I, that just, <clears throat> I'm sure it works for some families, but it can't work for all of them. Yeah. No, that's all. I have something in my throat. We're on the last thing. Are you ready? think so for are you sure (laughs) 
looking for my sanity. Well, can't help you with that. <laughs> so sorry. Lastly, your long awaited part, Amanda, courtship. Ah! We're there. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Ooh, what is that? Tea? Um, this is meat. It's Mio. I thought you were going to say it's meat. And I was like, that's gross. <laughs> yes, I'm drinking it. It's delicious. What is no, it? I love the orange vanilla one. What is it's it? like a little squirty thing. It's usually like full of like B vitamins and stuff, or like sometimes it's just flavoring. Yeah. But the orange vanilla one is a way that I can trick myself into drinking more water because it's delicious. So I'm definitely dehydrated still after the last week. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. According to the IBLP, the basic concept, the basic concepts, the basics of courtship are: the who is an unmarried man. An unmarried woman who to whom God has drawn his heart. Not the man, though. The man gets none of God's heart, apparently. Both sets of parents, so six <laughs> people, and other counselors or family members who may be invited to give insight. So six plus. <laughs> and God's only Sounds involved like with the woman, not the man. <laughs> um, what is courting? It's the goal is to discern if God is leading them to marry each other. That's all. When should a man initiate courtship is the courtship commences when God has confirmed that this is the right time for a man to pursue marriage. Yeah, fuck the woman. And um, that this woman, woman could be very likely be the helpmate God has been preparing to be his wife. Yuck. <laughs> Where does this courtship happen? In the bedroom. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's, I couldn't help myself. Like, oh, what? I couldn't help myself. Um, it says that each courtship is unique. They should spend time with both families and participate in activities with parents and siblings. Group activities provide safe environments so they can also get to know each other and observe how they respond to different situations, um, depending on the individual's emails, letters, phone calls, and having private time together in a setting that both avoids an appearance of evil and provides accountability also may be appropriate. There you go. How should accountability be established during a courtship? Again, it's unique to every couple. Parents should communicate with one another to establish the guidelines of accountability. They may even involve a close friend or pastor. So the man and woman are not involved in that conversation at all. Doesn't sound like it. Why is courtship the best choice as a means to find your marriage partner? It is a commitment to honor God as you seek a life partner and to protect both individuals in the process of confirming God's will. The process avoids many pitfalls that often exist in dating relationships, which are frequently focused on self-pleasures or gaining entertainment or sensual gratification. They often do not have a long-range goal or are seeking momentary pleasure and therefore do not assume proper responsibility for their behavior toward one another. I have thoughts on this. <laughs> you do. Well, because yes, there is dating that's just for hooking up or dating that's just for fun or whatever. That Casual, does exist. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But usually when you go into a relationship, you talk about those things and you're like, this is actually, I'm looking to get married. I'm looking to be serious. Like I'm looking for something serious. I'm looking for something long-term. Like that is a conversation that should be had no matter what your dating style is. So. Right. To me, courtship yeah. just sounds like a weird, super intense, serious, re serious relationship with a bunch of other people involved. Involved. Yeah. Which is, just, but other than that, like, that's all I see it as. So I just don't. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just seriously dating is yeah. what it is. Like all that's going to kind of naturally happen anyway. You're right. going to meet each other's parents and, Spend you time know, with them, like, get to know your gonna... siblings. Yeah. Right. Yep. friend groups merging like yeah it's all normal uh, I will say too like growing up in a Christian household I had a lot of friends growing up that were in serious committed relationships at yeah. like 16 you might say um no, two of them I can think of in particular were I think they might have been 15 or 16 I'm not sure they both went to a private Christian school and they're like just such amazing people yeah and even they got scrutinized a lot and I'm like like in our youth group um they were kind of being made an example of just for dating each other yeah so and like you wouldn't even necessarily know 
like, unless you knew them, that they were really dating. Right. You know, they might be like quietly talking to each other in a corner in a section of the church sanctuary with a whole bunch of people around Yeah. or like, you know, he might give her a quick hug from time to time. And like, I swear the pastor of that church, the youth pastor didn't care. I mean, he loved those guys, but the pastor would like eagle eye it. And they're like, what are they doing? I'm like talking like. I mean, they've been married for years and they have kids together now. Like they were seriously committed to each other at a young age and there was nothing bad going on. Like chill out. But I mean, even being like 14 or 15 and being like, oh, that's the couple that's in a relationship. They were a great example of yeah. responsibly being in a committed relationship really early. What, the, what that was supposed to look like. I'm like, I right. don't know why they got scrutinized so badly. Like, I think they, they just great. lucked out They're that they great. found each other. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's crazy that you'd meet your spouse at like 15, but good yeah. for them. Um, okay. So I went on recovering grace and I found this like snarky basics of FFG. I love it. So I want to read them word for word. Cause they're great. Um, step one, God reveals to a young man whom he is to marry bonus points. If he's not attracted to her and, or her existence is pointed out to him by an authority. <laughs> He cannot, of course, know her well, since anything more than nodding acquaintance with a member of the opposite sex is dangerous. So any confidence he has in proceeding can only come from direct revelation. (laughs) Step two, he seeks his parents' permission to proceed. They may resort to various stratagems to know, to get to know the girl without arousing her suspicion. (laughs) Deception. So she doesn't know? (laughs) What? Deception is a far less serious crime than arousing improper emotional attachment. <laughs> Step three. It's very arranged. He asks her father to, for permission to court. This begins a months-long vetting process combining techniques used by the Secret Service and the Spanish Inquisition to verify the young man's impeccable personal history, financial credentials, and doctrinal purity. So they're running background checks is yes. what you're saying. <laughs> By the Spanish Inquisition, which hasn't existed for like a really long Love time. Love that. Um, Whoever wrote this is fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. That's why I was like, I just have to read it word for word because it's great. Step four, he is given permission by the father to win his daughter's heart. Bonus points if she has no clue that anything is going on until now. Double bonus if she initially... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I didn't read that line before. Double bonus if she initially thinks... He's icky. <laughs> Ew, David. Literally. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, because you know what? Because it's romantic that way. She has no idea what's going and on, and then icky. she realized. Ew, Dad. <laughs> he has cooties. <laughs> I'm like crying. I mean, that's really what they would like them to be thinking. Oh my god, I'm crying. Okay. Um <laughs> Step 5. The young girl tries to no, the young man tries to win the girl's heart under close supervision and advisement by her father. The girl's received the divine revelation that she is to marry him and lets her father know, who then tells the young man at no time during this process are they without supervision. <laughs> okay. Step six, the parties are not allowed to become emotionally, no, the parties are now allowed to become emotionally attached, but must still avoid physical contact. Not kissing is obligatory. Not holding hands gets you bonus points. They also must still never be alone together. Step seven, they get married, have their first kits, and waltz off into the blissful life reserved for those who wait for God's best. At this point, they may be alone together, although they still had better be following those rules from the advanced seminar. The end. I just loved it. It was great. So that's what courtship is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was telling Lynn earlier today, after listening to um, specifically the host's story from Leaving the Village and her personal courtship, uh, she was kind of the last person to find out about it. Yep. Um, maybe she thought he was icky yeah so she's bonus points right like not frowned upon but like bonus points so the way she went out about it because you know god forbid you can't ever show anybody attention right or say you like each other like you're not allowed to you're not allowed to acknowledge anyone's existence (laughs) right i mean 
you know, women are taught to politely smile. Apparently there's a rule that you have to smile for five seconds, even after somebody turns around. Did you know that? No. It's hilarious. I, I don't know. Um, God's anyways, watching you. I guess. Uh, anyway, so she's like, you know, I knew like I had a crush on this boy, but like, that's it. And then he did ask, like, I guess her dad noticed him like eyeballing her one day. He's like, hmm. I think this man has interest in my daughter. Uh, so he like confronted him and he did. And he asked permission to start courting her or whatever. And then the families had a little huddle. She has no idea this is happening. And yeah, like no idea. And you know, granted, she did like this guy. Yeah. Um, but so her dad comes into her room the next morning and he's like, hey, guess what? You're in a courtship now. And she's like, wait, what? Huh? Who? What? Where? What? what? Me? Who? Me? me and she's like he's like, yeah, with this boy she's like uh, uh, oh uh, okay so she's like what is that what what how, how do we do this so that was in early august they were engaged by the end of august and they were married by like i think it was october or november i can't remember yeah. but that's fast that's really yeah. fast and again so when when we were originally joking like so does the woman get to participate or like does she not know like i guess the answer is yeah they kind of don't sometimes i mean i'm sure sometimes they do i think in the in the voldemort household just because they're evidence that can be examined they definitely know about it before the boys ask at least for the girls yeah um but it is they can't hold hands until they're engaged and Mm -hmm. Uh, they have a supervisor so like you you might go on a date mini golfing but your nine-year-old sister is going with you so right yeah yeah and I'm sure their lives are so on display publicly that they were probably much more aware in general growing up but uh yeah so yeah I thought that that was interesting also there's uh no no sex education at all even after you get married I do remember Mr. Voldemort giving Voldemort Jr. a pamphlet on the day of his wedding. Oh, how nice of him. I'm, sh- I'm sure Mrs. Voldemort Jr. was very displeased. <laughs> so, sure, I had nothing Probably. to I mean, sure so- she was not involved in any way. <laughs> no. I like, so with as far as ATI goes, it's not in their curriculum at all. And I mean, obviously they might give them a pamphlet. They might not, but in this person's situation, she's like, we were just told like, we'll figure it out. Like animals figure it out. You'll figure it out too. Like that was it. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some other just random notes are you don't enter a courtship until marriage is a realistic possibility. Um, so like if you don't, when you're 12, you're going to be, you know, 16, 17 right. and older. Um, so at least they don't do child marriages, as far as I yes. know. Um, I don't think they do either. The man, and I don't think they really do arranged either. They might, obviously there's some arrangement happening-ish, but it's not. They like, don't. Pick. It's for, yeah. Um, yeah. The man initiate by seeking counsel, pastor, parents, both asking the woman's father for permission. And only then can the man start trying to win her affection because again, she doesn't know he exists and probably thinks he's gross. He has special responsibilities, and honestly, you probably are gross. (laughs) He has special responsibilities. He has to have a dynamic walk with God prior to marriage, treat all young women he is not married to as if they are his sisters, demonstrate leadership, and determine how he will provide for his future family's needs. All right. There is a big focus on getting to know each other's families, which I agree because you're entering into a new family mm-hmm. and vice versa. So I feel like that's a good thing to do. Right. Um, being accountable to God-given authorities for the spiritual health and progress of the relationship, as well as their emotional attachment and physical intimacy. Yep. Uh, avoid defrauding another person. A woman does this by the way she dresses, speaks, and acts. A man does this by improper touching or by talking about a marriage without commitment thoughts mm-hmm. no that's all they so she just exists and he has to molest her or <laughs> talk about marriage and not mean it right yeah i'll just be like a player if you will but yeah i totally want to marry you one day <laughs> psych for what you don't even get to sleep with each other your boogers you don't even get to hold hands with each other all over me sir how i'm all the way over here <laughs> just kidding <laughs> 
<laughs> you're not sir it's on my leg gross um <laughs> it's not my pronoun that's true um the couple oh uh this also obviously has to continue through the marriage if that's where the courtship leads the couple deepens their friendship by spending time together and shouldn't be defrauding whatever you do stay visible be accountable or literally just stay in public and avoid seclusion when together fine a short courtship is best here we go obviously this is word for word from their website obviously as the couple's hearts are knit together through their deepening friendship it will become more and more challenging to manage emotional attachment and remain objective in the decision making process so a long courtship can become confusing frustrating and may lead to disillusionment also the deeper the friendship the more painful the separation will be if you don't end up staying together while single, both the man and woman are free to concentrate on pleasing the Lord. However, married couples are directed by the Lord to see how they can please one another. During the courtship, the couple is distracted and unable to give full commitment to either goal. So a lengthy courtship should be avoided. So the law of attraction is working against you and you can't maintain a personal relationship with God. You're so just love struck at this point. So just get it over with and marry each other now. So that you can touch each other and move on. Right. Courtship is not a commitment to marriage. It is determined if they should marry or not according to God's direction. So they may participate in several courtships in their search for the right partner. So dating, if you will. Do you think it's just such an emphasis on keeping it like a friendship and building that base, which is good. Yes. I totally agree with that. Agree with but that too. do you think these couples that are like, oh, you know what? Like yeah, we're not going to continue the courtship for whatever reason, whether they come to that agreement or the boy does or whatever. Um, do you think they maintain that friendship at all? Or do you think they, it's like frowned upon? No, I think it would be, I think it'd be frowned upon, but then like why emphasis friendship so much? Like I've, I nearly dated a really good friend of mine. We're still really good friends. I love his wife. She's a peach, but like, I'm not friends with anyone I dated. Not a single person. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm totally capable of staying friends with people I date. It's just some of them happen to not feel the same. So it's fine. I'm not get out of my life. Uh, <laughs> if, if, but again, if I was very good friends with that person, I could see a friendship continuing. Sure. Why not? Um, I don't, I don't think that would be allowed in this situation, no. even if it was like the potential it's would too be there. Close. I think that'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah. It's too close. Yeah. Um, if the courtship ends, um, like if it became obvious, it is not God's will, then the courtship should be ended. Everyone involved should keep a grateful heart. It can be painful, but remain hopeful. That's all. An article on recovering grace wrote these steps out Oh, I already read those. Just kidding. Um, I just want to touch on a few things that Recovering Grace has said about courtship. ATI is big on vows, covenants, and commitments. So a lot of young people are forced to make a covenant vow to courtship. Some are just small personal things. Some people have large ceremonies where they walk down the aisle of a crowded church in a white dress to publicly announce their commitment to courtship. I hate that so much. It sounds so culty. Like I know we're talking about a cult, but like that, that's like KKK yeah. level weirdness with courtship. I, I don't like don't it. I don't like it. Um, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, they were often given a ring, which could be worn on any finger. The writer of the article claims that she signed a page long covenant that was signed by both her parents and her while at a nice dinner with family friends who were acting as witnesses and she also received a gift everyone else um every, she said it was because everyone else was doing it and i said so much for standing alone <laughs> it's trendy <laughs> peer pressure she explains that there is no scriptural basis for these vows other than marriage Kids are usually 11, 12, or 13, which is far too young, and they're not going to start courting until they're, like I said, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, boy, boys really are still icky at 11 or yeah. 12. And, Why would you set? And okay. at 18. <laughs> and at 21. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> 29. 20. <laughs> the 30s, they kind of round out. They're kind of okay by then. Because um, that's when their, is it their frontal cortex that takes that long to develop? Yes. In men? 
Mm -hmm. Or is that because they're told that women are more mature and we're told that. So we just mature faster and it's literally evolved their brain in a negative way. Okay. (laughs) Many parents believe that their children's marital happiness is their responsibility. So the parents are relying on courtship. Hmm? Like, so parents believe that their, their kids marital happiness. Okay. On them. Okay, so they put a lot of responsibility on themselves as yes. to guide the courtship as well. Okay, yes. that makes more sense. I just read it. I was like, I'm You're confused. good. <laughs> um, the vows are often involuntary. She claims that in ATI, rules, vows, and commitments are emphasized more than a relationship with God. A lot I'm of churches not surprised by that. do this type of thing. Yeah, me either. Um, I've seen a lot of videos of survivors of different sects of Christianity. Um, discussing vows like this or similar vows regarding virginity and they're all toxic and it's all weird and I hate all of it. (laughs) Last but not least, this is gold that I found. If you've Mm -hmm. paid attention to the Voldemort family, which I know we talked about them a lot, they're just very public and easy to examine as an example. Um, Jeremy Vuolo, who is married to one of the daughters, had to fill out a 423 questionnaire quiz before being able to court Ginger with a J. I Ew. did find it on a forum. Sorry. Um, obviously, we will not be going through. I know. I just had to say it because I was like, Amanda's not going to like how her name is spelled. <laughs> I do. I hate it so much. <laughs> but maybe... Um, they actually live in LA and are in a very controversial church, but that's different. Mm, um, not surprised. Uh, I did find the questionnaire on a forum. Not the most trustworthy, but I went with it. Um, obviously, we will not be going through it as it is. That is, it's 423 questions. It's ridiculous. But that's, that is longer than my board exam. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I would be down to, if you, if anyone's interested, I will gladly post chunks of it on our Instagram. We could post one a day. We could post several a day. I don't, I, I'm interested. Yeah. I want to see that. Um, so like a weekly, here's the Voldemort questionnaire thing. <laughs> Are you the chosen one? Yes, I'm gonna kill you. Okay. So this is just the sections that are in there. It asks about life influences, your spiritual life, your relationships with like your father, mother. And the questions right after that are if your parents have mental or medical problems that it could affect your future children. Again, this is to court ginger, mm. not you're already courting and this is for marriage. Well, one might argue at that point, it's too late. (laughs) Um, One might argue that after this, you don't even ever have to speak to her (laughs) ever. (laughs) (laughs) She knows everything about you already. Yep. Um, Marital roles, like where, what you believe in merit, whatever moral standards. Um, The first question here is your views on public swimming. (laughs) And then about it. (laughs) And then offensive language, movies, whatever. Um, and then another question in there was, what tendencies do you have toward prejudice and racism? Like, would Jeremy have written, I'm in the KKK? No. Absolutely not. It's so weird. <laughs> like, it's not weird. I would also want to know that. But usually people aren't out front with it and just say it out loud. <laughs> um, your future, your personal character, your priorities. Biblical womanhood. Um, the first question is on a scale of one to 10, how do you rate the worth of a woman? What the actual fuck? <laughs> is that like a twofold question though of like, okay, so Jeremy here, let's say he's taking a test and it's like 10 out of 10 women are super, super important. They got, you know, there's so many reasons, blah, 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 to be like, I mean, are you a yeah. dirt bag or is it like, I feel like you'd have to, I feel like you would have to answer high to be accepted to do a sure. courtship. I'm not, I don't think they're looking like, for like a one answer, you know? Well, yeah, but I, I just don't really understand why that's like, what's the basis of why that's thrown in there? Is it like, do you respect women and we want our daughter to be safe with you? Or is it like, 
do you think women should only stay at home? Yes. Oh, great. Awesome. Keep going. I mean, they ask 80 million other questions after that, but that was just the, excuse me, the one that stuck out to me. Hiccups. No. <laughs> next was modesty and appearance. The next one was your family, like your family, your parents, your siblings. Um, and then the next one is family and children. I would like to know, it doesn't ask if you hit your kids. It asks when corporal discipline begins. Hmm. Big assumption. Finances, of course, because debt. Um, communication, anger, changing. Like, are you open-minded? Are you teachable? Those kind of questions. Health has like four questions. Um, holidays. Do you celebrate holidays? And then they list all the holidays. Um, birthdays. Why? TV. <laughs> there is a question in here about your thoughts on lewdly dressed women. Why that's under TV? I don't fully know. <laughs> Um, games and then the last but not least was was things that I like literally favorite color favorite food that's it <laughs> all right so important most important question wow. on there is what is your favorite color pink no blue no green Ugh, ah. oh my god and that's, that's that. That's all about kids and courtship and goblins and quivers. And do you have final thoughts? Do you have feelings, thoughts, emotions? I'm just, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to going to Liberty and I, you were going to laugh so hard about this. Um, anybody that goes to like a school like Liberty or Bob Jones or what's the uh, the Mormon one, Brigham Young yep. or Pensacola, whatever. This will not be a surprise to you. For anybody secular, you're going to laugh. Um, so in school, I, we were all required to take an evangelism class. Mm -hmm. Like it was built into our curriculum. It was not an elective. You had to take it. And for some reason, I got stuck in one because like our classes were massive. I mean, just like a class period could have 500 people in it. That's like it's, it's big many. school. It's huge. Uh, for some reason, when I signed up for evangelism, I got the women's only class. Like it was completely segregated. I don't, I don't know why they did it that way. Um, I don't know if there was a purpose or not. There were classes that next and you know, you're sitting next to a dude, you're sitting next to a girl, whatever. Yeah. For some reason I walk in and there's literally just like 350 women. I'm like, ah, like, like there's so much estrogen. Yeah, it's too much. Oh my gosh. I'm like, hi, I like boys, boys. You know, a lot of my friends are boys. Yeah. This is, oh, it's just so much drama usually. Anyway, yeah, I agree. Even on Christian campuses, there's a lot of drama with girls. Anyway, so I'm like, oh boy. Okay. Well, it's too late now. But we covered um, maybe courtship at one point or something was mentioned about it. And at this time when I went to school, which was between 2010 and 2013, a big trend was not like I'm kissing, dating goodbye, like the book that was already kind of over. But now the thing was I'm dating Jesus. And we were talking about keeping yourselves pure and all this stuff. And I, I mean, I was pretty much falling asleep during this class because it was very early in the morning. I was like, okay, let's move on. Uh, but at one point, like they're asking for class feedback and this one girl and all of her gusto, like she was just on fire about the subject. Gusto. She stands up, gusto, gusto, <laughs> whatever. She is like lit up about this. She's yep. like stands up aggressively, chair screeches back on the floor. I'm like, well, I'm awake now. She's like, I'm dating Jesus from here on out. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, cool. Uh, does he know? Does he know that? Uh, I'm like, oh my gosh. And like the amount of people. And it like it went around campus for a while. It was like a viral thing of I'm dating Jesus. I'm making that commitment for myself. And like, congratulations. Like if that's you do you, ma'am. Yeah. But it just brought me back to the whole, because we had so many really nice guys on our campus, like really nice very nice men. And they were usually really, really shy because they were brought up conservatively and they didn't know how to talk to girls all the time. Yeah. Like some of them were pretty awkward, but they were nice guys. And I'm just laughing because all these women standing up, like I'm dating Jesus now. Like they, so these poor guys would approach a girl like this. Who's oh, like no. all, all in on this. Yeah. Like, Hey, I'd really like to get to know you. Like, can we get coffee sometime? Or like, these are the kind of guys that's like, can we go to church this Sunday together? And they would seriously look at them and say, sorry I'm dating Jesus I hate all of it I hate every it, bit of it 
it's just it made me want to punch the girls in the face because first of all, like this guy asking you was a really nice guy. I'm sure he's lovely. Second yeah. of all, you just rejected him and he feels like crap. And you could have done it in a much better way. Third thing, like maybe God wants you to get married to a nice Christian guy right. one day and one just asked you out. Like it, it just reminds me of that whole thing of like a guy in a flood and like the water's rising. He's like, no, God will save me. And it's like guy in a car. You want to get in? You want to get out? No. It's like water's higher. Guy in a boat. Yep. No. Guy in a helicopter. Yep. No. And then like guy dies. It's like, God, why didn't you see me? He's like, I sent you a man. A car? In a, car. a helicopter? I sent you a boat. Yep. I Like what else do you want me to do? You did not help yourself at all. And I'm just like, so these women dating Jesus and like they're missing out on these great guys and it's their loss, man. It's their loss. How many I'm, you know, it, of them do you think came out as LGB? tq t plus and that group the, the one specifically going out mafia? and saying that yeah like later i don't think many because they were so ingrained mentally into that idea i think yeah. the ones that probably were hiding under the radar and granted we had a lot of kids that were not hiding at all oh that's good they were very much out um but it was against the rules right so you know like we all know you're gay but we're not allowed to talk about it it is or, at brigham young too. Right? you know you're not allowed to yeah, you're not allowed to be like, I went on a date last week with a guy. Like, absolutely yeah. not. You were shunned into keeping your mouth shut. Um, I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure with your friends, you could be more yeah, open of course. with people that didn't know you very well. No. Uh, but so I think the girls that were probably like, I like girls. Like, maybe they're sitting in that evangel evangelism class being like, rolling their eyes too. And maybe they're married to a woman one day. I don't know. I yeah. don't think they were one of the people that stood up named like just yelling it from the rooftops for everybody to hear but I'm like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard if you want to maintain a celibate lifestyle for the rest of your days cool but like you do not have to be like yeah (laughs) okay change your relationship status oh my god did they change their relationship status I wouldn't be surprised and like marriage at our school it wasn't necessarily like it was pushed like to this regard but it was very much understood that a lot of people were saving themselves for marriage. So marriage has happened extremely young and early. So the whole theme was ring by spring. Yeah. That's because they want to do it and they're not allowed to. Right. And like, I, not all, I know somebody, but like statistically most of them. Yeah. I mean, most of my friends got married before they were old enough to drink. So how many are uh, these people? Well, I was just just going to bring that up. A lot of them are still married. Um, However, I do know one person that got married extremely young and she, yeah, she's divorced and she has like a two and a half year old. She's married to somebody else. And I don't think she married a guy that treated her very well. I think she was in a domestic violence situation. Right. So because she got involved so young and so fast and it's like well maybe if you had spent time getting to know that person, you could have saved yourself a lot of heartache. And in arguments about courtship and I'm not saying like if you don't believe in living together until you're engaged or married or whatever that's totally fine but like Mm -hmm. if you never spend a moment alone with that person yes it could be abusive and you will never know that until it's too late and you're married yep Mm -hmm. and I say that as someone who has been living in sin for years with my boyfriend (laughs) who I'm not married to and obviously at this point you're probably common law married at this point it doesn't I don't know what's California. What I looked it up <laughs> not California no ah. yeah but yeah. I mean so my parents they always raised us like you do not shack up with anyone before marriage and like I honestly like that idea myself I I was a proponent of that like when Aaron and I were dating he's like well we should like what if we got an apartment together and like I would just flash him my ring hand and be like I don't see anything here totally that's fine. not what I do but that's my you know right. like that's a personal I personally decision. would never marry someone I never lived with. So right. Yeah. Everyone's like there's there. definitely pros and cons. Yeah. I will say, um, you yeah, you get to see how they are at home. Yeah. Every I, day and days change and how those changes normally happen. And how they deal with different. serious stuff with like roommates or debt or or whatever. Right. Anything that comes up, that's when you can really like see what a person's like integrity is and like moral where they stand because if something bad happens how are they handling that situation you know right so like on the yeah yeah on the flip side of that though I've seen the opposite which is probably why I'm more cautious 
like that was my personal thing eric was totally okay to like live together before getting married yeah. he's like i'm not comfortable with that so like obviously he's not gonna make me move in with him before right. again like that would be fair um what's but he gonna I've seen do the forge your signature on the lease and then like on the secretly lease. move all ah. your stuff in. <laughs> right. and then you come home and your house is empty and your dad's like here's your new keys like how does that work right <laughs> no but on the flip side of that I've definitely seen relationships where I'm like people are not shoes you cannot just keep trying them on like this and like yeah. it's come back to bite people a lot so I think that's why I was so cautious like I have one friend particular and she is part of the LGBTQ community. And I mean, we all, there's, there's a recent jokes about lesbians moving too fast are in existence. Right. It's very common. The whole, like we went on a date and got a U-Haul, like we moved in together. Like yeah. it's scary accurate sometimes. And I've seen her go jump into a lot of relationships and move in with people. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. And I've sadly been right a few times where she's gotten really, really hurt. And like, you need to slow down a little bit. Like you yeah. really need to spend time getting to know that person. Like don't move in right away. Stay oh, separate. Yeah, give it Get to know each time. other. I mean, Franz is the only boyfriend I've ever lived with ever. Yeah. So, and even then, like, I know, like, whenever we do get married, if we get married or whatever, like mm-hmm. my life's not going to change. It's not going to be like all of a sudden I'm like, cool. No. We get a vacation now. That's it. That's all I get. <laughs> oh, right I will say when people live together for a long time and they're like it's just a piece of paper like I really hate it when people say that because not only are you minimizing marriages like marriage is not just a piece of well, paper no, it's supposed to be like um, I'm not saying thing yeah. right yeah and I'm not saying people that live together don't have that depth either but I cannot tell you how many people I've seen come into the hospital and they've been together for years. Mm-hmm. And because of the state, they're not considered common law marriage, like legally either. One of them is medically incapacitated for some reason. And oh. you, you need somebody to make medical decisions on your behalf. And you may, may not have like a document drafted up as far as your wishes or anything like that. So, you know, if Franz went in the hospital, they would be calling his parents. They would not be calling you and that is a problem that I agree with yeah yeah that like because you should be the person making decisions for him right you guys have that trust and that bond that is your role also there and so when it comes down away and I am here right (laughs) right so when it comes down to those decisions like it's not just a piece of paper and like your tax like you can file your taxes differently like they're yeah and like if you separate it protects you to a certain level so uh, I hate it when people like it's just a piece of paper like it's not just a piece of paper you talk to me when your husband like husband but not husband is in a coma and his parents decide to shut off life support even though like you know he would want to be kept on a ventilator a little bit longer like then you can talk to me about if it's a piece of paper or not like I hate that I agree with you completely yeah I agree because I think that yeah. sometimes because I important. I have been like we should just we should just elope and then like we can have the do wedding it. later like let's just yeah. do it for like legal thing yeah <laughs> for just security for, purposes yes, absolutely yeah. am I gonna try to steal your house if we ever got divorced no but like <laughs> unless you're dick shit in which case probably <laughs> maybe <laughs> what you do to me <laughs> don't right. but if it's just and like if, an amicable people, split no right and if people are so concerned about like they could take everything when I leave it's like well that's what prenups are for it's right. really to protect both parties like right. if you're not comfortable with that which also makes me question like your relationship in general yes, but whatever if people are different I get it it's I fine agree. yeah I'm all for all of that because you never know what's gonna happen so yeah just prepare for the worst and then hope the worst never happens yeah Exactly. Yeah. Live in denial. Yep. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Always denial is ignorance is bliss. Shall we sign out? Do we have any final feelings? This was a dense uh, one for sure. It was a dense one. Dense but necessary. Yes. Um I just really hate the word quiverful. I, I yeah, it's gross. There was also, I was listening to um, was I listening to or did I read it? I don't remember, but it was about like when you have kids I feel like I was listening to it when you have kids that are homeschooled they're not around um mandatory reporters so if they are being abused they're not in the vicinity of people that can report that so it is kind of making a, a situation where if you're an abuse abusive parent 
you're in like a cove of like, well, no one sees my child every day, you know? Right. So it's like, and there have been cases, there was one case where like, I think a girl was hit. It, it was IBLP, but like she was beaten or whatever with a PVC pipe or whatever. And then um, when CPS was called eventually or by the neighbor or whatever it was, um, they came, the mom was like, well, she fell off her bunk bed. Like, and it was like, she was like, my coccyx was so bruised. I couldn't sit down like, or, or whatever. Like it was. Yeah. So there are instances where that's really dangerous. And I think you have to just be my, obviously there are parents that are do homeschool and do not. I was homeschooled. I was never right. abused. I was never spanked. No, I was never, I think I was sent to my room once and it was just cause I was in the way. It wasn't like actually doing anything bad. Um, Lynn, move over. My parents didn't believe in grounding. They were a little different. They would like, like my brother got in a lot more trouble than I ever did. And, or, or my sister combined. <laughs> and he, I remember one time they went to the beach and he could go to the beach with them, but he had to sit on the towel and he couldn't move or do anything. So like somewhat meaner <laughs> feel you can just sit and watch <laughs> us have fun, but don't you touch that sand. You'll be in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to touch on the CPS concerns a little bit on my episode when it comes to the actual, like homeschooling yeah, yeah. laws by state and things like that. But I definitely yeah, that's a huge set. read a bunch of stuff that I'm like, oh, Amanda will probably use that. Like uh, there's a lot of um, that. Yeah. 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 I mean, just any kind of isolation where you don't have mandated reporters. I mean, like I said, Gabriel Fernandez, I think is the same. I think I said Hernandez, Hernandez, I think it's Fernandez, Fernandez, but yeah, like, I think yeah, I think it is Fernandez. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, his, his grandmother was concerned about him and she was the one asking questions. I don't know if he was homeschooled or what his situation no was, clue. but I mean, he was missing, like he was MIA for a while and nobody noticed. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, having teachers and stuff in place. And I mean, even think of 2020 when people were going on to online learning and they're in these chat rooms and stuff for school now, like the teachers picked up so much more abuse that they didn't know about because right. they accidentally saw it. Like, right. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. And if we didn't have, you know, video recordings going on on laptops, those teachers would have never known. Right. Because the abuse was hidden so well. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's happening everywhere. It's very sad. Yeah. Anytime in isolation, there's a problem. It also showed uh, all the kids that don't eat because their parents either don't feed them or don't yes. have the money to feed them because they had all those programs where you could still pick up lunch at school or whatever to feed your kid which I think is fantastic yeah. that they did that I would also like to note just si a little sidebar but in Germany they have commercials about starving American children the way we have commercials about starving mm -hmm. African children and if that doesn't show you that we're three squirrels in a in a in a trench coat with a Gucci belt as a country I don't know what like yeah. all standing on top of each other. Everything's yeah. fine. This is fine. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> what I picture. <laughs> Whew. Ay, 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 ay. All right. Well, also, can I just say the purity rings were so annoying. Yes. They're just obnoxious. Like, okay, cool. You can still like be really serious about that. Like, you don't have to go doing a weird ceremony where dad buys. Oh, it's so dad. weird. I heard another one. Um, someone, they were at like a church thing. And they had a rose and they like, the rose was supposed to represent the girl's virginity and they passed the rose around and it was like, well, now look at it. It's like some of the petals damaged. are falling off. Good. Yeah, it's damaged. And I was like, I'm just, I don't think my kids are going to know what the word virginity means. I think I'm going to get rid of that <laughs> term altogether. Hey, I'd say do it. Ugh. Have you seen Jane the Virgin? I've seen, I never got into it. I watched like the first like five episodes. The The grandmother in that show literally does that with a flower and crumples it up. And she's like, now look how bad it is. And that's why she stayed a virgin for so long. That's gross. Super damaging. One girl in those testimonials said like, um, we were taught to be victims before we were victims. And I was like, there it is. Yeah, there it is. If you need resources or know someone who may be at risk of being in a cult, you can visit daretodoubt.org slash cults. The link will also be in our link tree on our IG page at Mysteretical Presents. If you have 
questions about child abuse or concern or what have you, go to childhelphotline.org or call them at or text them at 1-800-422-4453. If you have any questions or a story you want to share anonymously, anonymously, privately with just us or publicly, you can email us at mysteryticalpresents at gmail.com. Make sure to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. In the name of deconstructing, deprogramming, and all things holy. Until next time. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Music. And then it's like, epic avengers type sound (laughs) and go (laughs) okay so this is going to be a picture of man to woman here do you need prayer because I'm willing to lay hands on you. Gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> but you're not allowed to, so ha. Huh? <laughs> you need Jesus's consent, which is marriage. I don't know where I'm going with that. I think I'm done. I I'm done. <laughs> also, are pastors considered mandated reporters? Like, do they have to take continuing ad for that? Are pastors... Man, oh, we're not the first piece of people to do it. Clergy members are among the list of more than 40 mandated reporters. So, yes, in California. Good. I don't know about, so I'm sure it's different state by state. Sure. Good, as it should be.